Well, the evening mass of the Lord's Supper, what a beautiful, incredible way that we commence the sacred Paschal Triduum, inaugurating three days of life, suffering, passion, death, and resurrection. We return to the upper room with our Lord and his closest disciples. And we remember three valuable gifts that our Lord gives us on this night, gifts that cannot be valued with a price, the Eucharist, the priesthood, and the commandment of love. Each one shows how much Jesus loves us and should instill in us the desire to love him and others in return. This year, we marvel at being here in this church building to celebrate these incredible gifts. Last year, of course, we remember being at home, participating, if you will, from a distance. If we had the opportunity, we watched from our homes. How strange it was to celebrate the institution of the Eucharist and not be able to receive Jesus's body and blood. How odd for us priests to celebrate the origin of the priesthood and not have our flock to celebrate with. This year, we appreciate our faith all the more. We appreciate what perhaps we had taken for granted. The gift of this pandemic, you might say, has been a wake-up call to embrace more fully the treasures of our faith. In today's first reading, Moses describes the Passover to the Israelites who were still enslaved in Egypt. It highlights the importance of the Passover, not only for that night, but for all nights to come. In the Passover, the Paschal lamb was sacrificed and its blood spread over the doorpost and lintels to keep them from death. In the Last Supper, the Lord states his intent to become the true Paschal Lamb. He will be sacrificed on Good Friday, and through his blood, we will be saved from the spiritual death that comes from sin. In instituting the Eucharist, Jesus asks us to perpetually commemorate his sacrifice. Do this in memory of me. The Eucharist, however, is something much more than the lamb sacrificed. Very simply put, it is Jesus, Jesus Christ himself, to feed us. In every celebration of the Eucharist, we re-offer in an unbloody manner what he once offered on the cross himself. Through the Eucharist, he remains with us always, and always offers himself for us because he loves us. And in today's second reading, St. Paul recalls Christ's words to celebrate the Eucharist in remembrance of him. This reminds us of who Christ gave us to continue celebrating the Eucharist in his memory. He gave us our bishops and our priests to bring us this great gift of his body and blood. At the Last Supper, our Lord entrusted the apostles with that task of celebrating the Eucharist in his memory. 
And in this very action, he consecrated them priests. They weren't priests on their own account. They weren't priests in the baptismal sense that we all share. They were ordained priests to stand in the person of Christ, to offer the sacrifice, to feed us with the Eucharist. Christ, as the leader to the Hebrews, reminds us that he is the high priest. The offering they raise up to God the Father is Christ himself. All other bishops and priests participate in Christ's priesthood, and through the sacrament of holy orders, they're changed, sealed, we say, sealed in such a way that they can render our Lord present in the sacrament of all the sacraments, especially the Eucharist. Paul says simply that he's handing on what he received from the Lord. That's what all bishops and priests strive to do. Christ handed on something to the apostles who handed it on to their successors, the bishops being the apostles' successors, and they're aided in continuing the apostolic mission by priests. What a blessing in what Christ gave us through his church. On Tuesday, the bishops and priests of the diocese gathered at the cathedral in order to consecrate new sacred oils for the year to come. And at that mass, we renewed our priestly promises. Our priests renewed their commitment to be more united with the Lord Jesus, more closely conformed to him, to be faithful stewards of the mysteries of God, to be moved only by zeal for souls. This evening, we too pray in gratitude for our bishops and priests so that they receive the grace and strength to remain true to these promises. Our Lord has chosen to bring his love to us in a special way through them. In today's gospel, our Lord gives us an applied lesson in the last of the three gifts that he gave us on the night of the Last Supper, the commandment to love. The washing of the guests' feet before a Passover meal was common Jewish hospitality at the time, but it was done by a servant, not by the host or the head of the family. Our Lord is teaching us a lesson that he expects his disciples to imitate, which is why he is so hard on Peter when he balks at having his feet washed by our Lord. Our Lord's response was interesting. Unless I wash you, you will, not, you will have no inheritance with me. He's trying to give Peter something, an inheritance. Our Lord is not only trying to do his closest disciples a service, he's teaching them to serve one another. If Peter had refused Christ's gift of love, would he have ever been able to serve another? In John's account of the Last Supper, this is just the first gesture showing the importance in Jesus' mind of his commandment to love. A few months before his death, Archbishop Fulton Sheen was asked in a television interview about who had inspired him. He replied that it was an 11-year-old Chinese girl. 
he'd heard a story told by her pastor. When the communists had taken over China, they went into the girl's parish. After locking up the priest in his house, they broke open the tabernacle and they scattered the consecrated hosts on the floor. She had witnessed it all, but the guards didn't notice her. For 32 nights, she came back to the parish. She snuck past the guard. And after praying for an hour before the consecrated hosts, she would take one with her tongue and receive communion. On the last night, having prayed for an hour and having consumed the last consecrated host on the floor, the guard discovered her and killed her. After hearing that story, Fulton Sheen started doing a daily holy hour before the Blessed Sacrament and promoted devotion to the Eucharist. He fell in love with Jesus in a much deeper way. At the conclusion of tonight's liturgy, the Blessed Sacrament will be taken to our altar of repose and placed in our tabernacle to commemorate our Lord leaving the upper room and heading to Gethsemane, preparing for all the tragic events that followed at Calvary on that first Good Friday. John's account of the Last Supper is long but beautiful. Our Lord speaks so much from the heart in those chapters. It's his last opportunity to speak with his dearest friends. And so tonight, Jesus will be in the garden resting in prayer. Why not spend some time before the Eucharist this evening meditating on John's account of the Last Supper? Stay awake with him as he invited his apostles to do. The church will be open for you to come by and pray until 10 p.m. We'll pray night prayer at 9 p.m. Our Lord wants to speak with you. He wants, to be one, wants you to be one of his closest friends. So I invite you to stay with us and pray, to let him speak to your heart and to be with him on this holy night.